board round, session number 20. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy mid-school journey to take a listen to this podcast today. We're going to give you some pearls of information to help you on your USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. As always, I'm joined by Dr. Karen Shackelford from Board Vitals. If you are not familiar with Board Vitals, they are a comprehensive Q-Bank for Step 1 level one. And even as you continue on in your med school journey, they have the QBanks to help you with your shelf exams as well. You can go to boardvitals.com and use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% on your purchase there or text the word BOARDROUNDS to 44222 and we'll send you that link and promo code. Again, that's boardvitals.com and use the promo code BOARDROUNDS. Let's go ahead and jump in and say hello to Karen. Karen, back for some more board rounds. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm excited to see what we have in store today after I, I got one wrong last week. I was so sad, but that's okay. Interesting. I think you threw that on purpose. <laughs> no, <laughs> I no. I really suspect. I would never. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So this week we have uh, another maternal fetal question or a pregnancy question. We have a but this time it's a 39-year-old Gravita 1 para, para 0. He presents at 36 weeks of gestation. And she has not noticed any fetal movement for the past six hours. The fetal heart rate is 110 and a non-stress test is performed and it is non-reactive. Which of the following statement is correct? A, a fetal heart rate of 110 is abnormal. B, fetal heart rate acceleration results from dopaminergic stimulation. C, fetal hypoxemia usually leads to late decelerations. D, fetal head compression results in reflex slowing of the fetal heart rate. And E, use of a non-stress test leads to reduction in neurologic injury and fetal death. Which of those is true about uh, fetal stress testing? Ooh. What was the, the fourth on. one? What was D again? Uh, fetal head compression results in reflex slowing of the fetal heart rate due to hypoxemia. So we have 36 weeks, no movements, fetal heart rate 110, and no... What's the, the term that you use for the, the stress test, the, the neonatal stress uh, test? Non-reactive? Non-reactive, yeah. Non-reactive. Um, which I believe is, is not good. Uh, having a nine-month-old, I should remember that uh, yeah, fairly certainly. Um, so, oh man, the dopaminergic. I don't remember that one, so I'm going to leave that one. So as I go through these, I'm like, I have no clue, so I'm just going to skip it for now. Uh, as I go through, I try to cross out the ones that just don't sound right or I know are wrong. Uh, fetal heart rate of 110 being abnormal. I know fetal heart rates are pretty high. Um, saying it's abnormal, I don't know if it's right. I mean, it, 
it, it's lower uh, on the lower end, but to say abnormal, I don't know if that's right. Um, and we're choosing which one's right, correct? Which is the correct statement? Yes, we are choosing the correct statement. All right. Um, so, oh man. So we got the late D cells, the head compression. Oh man, C and D sound uh, the 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 closest for me that I remember. Um, the hypoxemia and late D, D cells. Um, ah, what do they say? Always choose C if you don't remember. Uh, <laughs> C, C and D are very uh, are are very uh, attractive to me, but I, I I'm gonna go with C because I, I'm just in between the two. You're really good at this, and you're right. I mean, and your your logic is yeah, right. That if I had looked at this for the first time, I would have said the same thing. C and D do seem to be the most just in test taking, uh, in terms of test taking skill. I probably would have picked mm-hmm. picked um, C too. But yeah, the uh, so you're right also that the non stress test should be reactive, and um heart rate of one, 110, the fetal heart rate, you know, varies a good bit. And, uh, up, you know, 160, 110 to 160, I think is normal. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have that information at my fingertip, but I know that's normal fetal heart rate. I think it may go 100 to 160. Yeah. Um, the non-stress test is the most commonly used method of antepartum fetal uh, cardiotogographic monitoring. There's no evidence, however, that it improves fetal outcomes in pregnancy, but still commonly initiated in women uh, at about 26 to 28 week visit, you know, at that period of gestation. And they're used to screen for fetal hypoxemia in high risk pregnancies, which this older patient is a high risk pregnancy. I think it's over the age of 34, 35. Mm-hmm. Um, a reassuring test, though, doesn't mean all's well. It only reassures you that. Fetal, a fetal um, well-being in terms of oxygenation. And, you know, the fetus is moving, characterized by two or more fetal heart rate accelerations, and they peak at least 15 beats per minute above the fetal baseline, last at least 15 seconds, so before returning to baseline. And that's over a 20-minute interval. A non-reactive, um, non, uh, non-stress test can reflect fetal hypoxemia or acidosis, actually. And it can also be caused by maternal smoking, uh, fetal sleep, uh, when oxygenation, um, fetal immaturity, cardiac anomalies, sepsis. And if the mother's taking like a cardioactive medication, that can also result in changes in the fetal heart rate that don't necessarily indicate uh, a problem with the fetus. Um, the other, so yeah, so with respect to the hypoxemia caused by utero, utero placental insufficiency, it does lead to late decelerations. And yeah, I remember that as well from medical school and about the main thing I remembered about fetal heart rate monitoring. The stimulation of fetal heart rate occurs as a result of parasympathetic and sympathetic uh, nervous system modulation. And as the gestational age increases, the baseline usually slows down. And actually, yeah, I looked this up while we were talking. It is normal between 110 and 160. And I knew 160 was the number. I, I wasn't sure if it was 110 or 100. Um, so the fuel oxygenation depends on the 
placental blood flow and um, subsequent oxygen distribution to the fetal tissues, the, the mother has to be adequately oxygenated. And when the fetus uh, becomes hypoxemic, they lose like this baseline variability on their non-stress test. And then they may have signs of fetal myocardial depression, like bradycardia or late deceleration. That's kind of like the second stage. First, they'll lose the variability that you usually see. Then you may see the bradycardia or late D-cells. Uterine contractions reduce, as you know, the blood flow between the placenta and the fetus, placenta and fetus. And it ends up causing a transient hypoxemia, and that's what causes the late D-cell. It's a, a central nervous system reflex that uh, occurs in response to hypoxemia or acidemia or direct myocardial depression. Um, the head compression, however, causes early D-cells, that's a different reflex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it re- um, that reflex causes uh, a decrease in the fetal heart rate from increased intracranial pressure, not, not hypoxemia. Yep. But yeah, the other answer is I think we've gone through heart rate, heart rate acceleration, yes, sympathetic, not dopaminergic, and you know, and the D-cell parasympathetic. Uh, yep, that's it. And so uh, what do we miss? Use of the non-stress test leads to reduction in neurologic injury and fetal death. No, that's not true, but it's still routinely done to, to uh, check on fetal well-being at that time and fetal oxygen status. An acid-based status, I guess. All right, so there you have it. Another board rounds in the book. I hope you are enjoying these topics, this discussion. If there's anything that we can do to make these better for you, shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, Specialty Stories, to help you figure out what you want to do once you graduate. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.